Hello and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the ALT Learn podcast. I'm John Tate and I'll be your host over the next 30 minutes as we break down the science behind how our students really learn, what this pedagogy looks like in the classroom and get to find out how our teachers are turning all this theory into practice. So let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode five of the ALT Learn podcast, where this week we're going to look at how we've been using digital verbal feedback to improve the quality of our feedback that we provide to our students and increase their engagement with it. So I'm pleased to say that on today's show is not just one or two guests, but three of our staff from across the trust to talk about how they've been using verbal feedback in each of the three schools. So alongside me today, I have Tom Bunn from North Allerton School, Jane Jill from Stokesy School, and Anne-Marie James from Richmond School. A warm welcome to you all on the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me, John. Hi there, thanks for having me. Hi everybody, nice to talk across the uh, the waves as it were. Excellent, right, as many of our listeners will know, we've been trialling the, the use of a piece of software called Moat in order to record and deliver verbal feedback to our students within things like Google Classroom and Google Docs, etc. Now, as we know, this seems to have gone wonderfully well so far, so I'm really keen today to explore this further with you all and unpick how you've been using it, what benefits you've seen, and to also, more importantly, generate a number of practical ways and new ideas on how to use this for everyone listening. So let's get into the into the questions and into the kind of interview section. And Anne-Marie um, and Tom, I'll come to you first on this one. Has Mort increased the quality of your feedback? And what did marketing and feedback look like before you began to use Mort? So Anne-Marie, let's start with you. Well, um, before we kind of discovered Moat, we tended to have um, a range of different cycles of feedback. So there was lots of verbal feedback in the lessons, which we knew was super effective um, because we could see it impacting immediately within that classroom situation in a practical lesson. So we, we followed that schedule, but when we discovered Moat, what we found was we were taking some of that elements of the verbal feedback and its impact and putting it into marking outside the classroom so the, the moat has allowed us to give a really personal comment to cram much more in a space, that much more than you would write down on perhaps a sheet. Be completely specific as well about key elements of the work that you want them to improve. And what we've found is that the response from students is, is really, really positive and they respond to you and say, oh, yeah, I've you know, I've, I've already on with that mess and or back with a little bit more detail or ask for clarification. So the engagement increases and their willingness to actually act upon that feedback because I think they see it as more personal. Fantastic. And, and your subject's art, that's right, isn't it? It is, yeah. So verbal feedback is incredibly direct within the lesson. But obviously, for evidencing that, um, it's quite difficult. And Moat is brilliant because you're evidencing the actual, the key kind of crucial, uh, powerful way that you teach. Um, and the kids can re-listen to it if they want to, but they're much more engaged with listening to your voice. And you can put that inflection and the, the praise is much more personal. It has that emphasis that you would give to a kid. And you, I feel personally that I'm talking to the child, whereas when I'm writing, um, I know that sometimes if you're rushing to get work marked, often your handwriting can become a little bit less legible. Um, the kids may then ask and what they crave the personal interaction. So they will ask you to read the feedback you've written. So this kind of means it's much more efficient 
but it also means you get that engagement and the response I've found personally, and I know my department have, that kids are much more willing to attack the elements that they need to improve in their work because of that personal engagement. Brilliant. It's like an extension of the classroom. You know, it's an extension of your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, Tom, in terms of you and you're a scientist, how does it how does it kind of work in your subject and anything you want to kind of add to what Anne-Marie said there or anything kind of slightly different that you've uh, that you've found? Yeah, so a lot what uh, a lot what Anne-Marie said there is absolutely spot on. I think we can't get away from actually feedback inside the classroom is critical. And the best way of doing that is verbally. And then when we're doing kind of school closures, it's been very challenging to provide that verbal feedback. And this pathway into it with moat has been absolutely magnificent really and it's improved the quality of my feedback and students have really responded to it because as as Anne-Marie said it's that personal touch more specific and actually providing that richer feedback to students which I think is what has really been um, a game changer if you like and what I would say is that students may kind of interpretate what I could write down on maybe like a google doc or feedback that I write down on the word completely out of context because they may not pick up the the tone that I may be using but this verbal feedback that we can do on all the Google platforms allows us to overcome that and using that uh, tone of voice or how we may express something or giving the critique in an encouraging manner results in students kind of acting upon that feedback much more swiftly and subsequently improving their standard of work with regards to how I use it Um, I tend to use really short, snappy voice notes when we're looking for like younger students, key stage three, because I think they need to be really uh, kind of snappy and um, just need to be a few seconds long. But when I get into the kind of GCSE A-level students, the the notes are moving into kind of more in-depth, longer ones where I might even use up to the 90-second mark, perhaps really. And from the feedback that I've actually received from students when I've been speaking to them about it in lessons um, over our WebEx lessons, they have said that they've really valued it um, and they're able to kind of have that personal element. They're like able to listen to the teacher speaking and they found it that they understand the feedback more rather than when they've actually read it. Uh, So I guess I've echoed quite a few things there from what Anne-Marie said, but certainly I would say that personal touch has made a huge difference. Brilliant. And I, and I think it's one of those things that, you know, technology is an amazing thing now. And if we can use it to, um, you know, to our advantage, um, and like you've said there about the expression, the tone, uh, you know, short and snappy, um, you know, and all those different things, I think it, it's, it's brilliant. And the more we can do that, then, you know, it really does hopefully increase the quality of feedback that we, that we give our students. Um, Jane, you've been waiting patiently there now for, over that first <laughs> question. So if I, if I come to you now for the second question, how have, how have you found kind of students have engaged you know, with Mort uh, and what's been their feedback to you on the verbal feedback you've been giving them? Well, Tom and Anne-Marie sort of um, added something really valuable to that um, in so much as your tone, enthusiasm and your care, your attitude towards them is all conveyed so succinctly when you are talking to them directly. The thing that I've found most useful that will endure beyond any lockdown is the fact that it's individual, it's personalised, and they will probably be listening to it at home. Uh, And that means that you can, you know, they will listen more carefully without distraction. Um, I agree with Tom about using the longer notes for the older children and then 
getting more to the point with the younger ones and that's all possible with the voice note too. Um, I find that um, when you mark, um, as Van Marie was saying, there can be that delay and it, and it cools off. And yet when you have an instant voice message, you find that their response to your feedback is quicker as a result. So you get a more immediate, frequent and personalized um, response from a child because you can do the same for them. And I really like what Anne-Marie said, the fact that you're not writing means that you, when you're talking, you imagine yourself talking to a child and they imagine you as they're listening to it, I'm, I'm sure. And as a result, they have been much more um, positive, responsive and, and respond a lot more to the praise that you would give them if you had been face to face. I think I, I, that what you just said there is a really kind of interesting thought. And I, I hadn't kind of previously thought about that, about that idea of imagining you are actually speaking to the student and them imagining you know, that, that, that you're speaking to them. And I think that, like you said, by, by doing that voice, that voice from verbal feedback, you feel more enrolled in that rather than kind of writing something down that feels a little bit more detached, actually speaking to somebody, even though you're speaking into a, a microphone or a computer, it does make you feel like that. So I think that's a really kind of interesting point there that, you know, it, maybe that's the reason why students are engaging more with it because they do feel it's more personal and they do feel it's an actual conversation that they would have normally had in the classroom. Um, Anne-Marie, have you got anything, anything you want to kind of add to that in terms of uh, any feedback you've had directly from students in terms of, you know, in terms of the art department or anything from parents, anybody in terms of, have we had anything from parents that have said, you know, that they really value it for anything? Um, yeah, I echo lots of what Jane said there much more eloquently than me. Um, what I would say is one of the nicest things I had during lockdown was one of my kids actually uh, messaged me and said, you know, Miss, your moats are the highlight of my day in lockdown. And, you know, it was just such a lovely little bit of feedback. And it's all about that personal touch. And certainly I've, I've spoken to parents as well, where I've had friends that have children at the school and they've, they've mentioned, oh, they've sat and listened to the feedback and, and they were getting on. And I think it is all about that. We're all in our own little worlds at the moment. And I think moat has been an absolute saviour. If you compare last lockdown to this lockdown, um, the difference in reaching students has been immense and immeasurable, really. So I, what I feel exactly what Jane said, that idea, I imagine I'm speaking directly to that, that kid and that, um, that student. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, right, I know that student and I know the kind of things that will motivate them. And you're trying to give advice that will get through. And I found particularly the response from when for him, I've used Moat to email students about work where they've missed work for whatever reason they've got, you know, to miss work. Um, it's been so much nicer to be able to jolly them and cajole them to hand in work by sending a nice voice note via Moat. And the response has been much better. Kids have felt less threatened by it or less kind of chastised and maybe got in contact and then handed in some work. So it's all, like you say, the inflection in your voice, the tone. If I'd sent an email saying, you're missing work, it's overdue, please hand it in. It can easily be misconstrued, especially if a kid is feeling overwhelmed at home. So this way of reaching into children's uh, homes and making sure that you are still having that same effect because it's all built on those relationships. And when children come back, I feel that I've maintained 
better relationships with the students on that personal level and offering them that opportunity to still have contact with us that isn't faceless. Because we talk about, you know, technology often is, is kind of dehumanising. And this is a piece of technology that actually brings that lovely human contact in through the warmth that you can project in your voice and the feedback you can give to hopefully encourage students. And, and it also is a you know, members of staff, I think everybody raves about it because they feel that they're actually getting through to children and students. So it's it's fantastic in that respect. That's absolutely brilliant. And and listeners won't be able to see because obviously it's only audio, but I've got a, a smile, a kind of a mile wide, especially when you talked about from a from a parent or from a school leader point of view, you talked about, you know, listening to the to Mort's where, where people's highlights of the day and actually digital technology is 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 beginning to, you know, start to humanize it again because of that personal touch. I just think it's absolutely brilliant, and it, and it and it it demonstrates once again that if we use technology in the right way, then we can really make a, a significant impact um, on the outcomes now and and the, and the lives and the interactions that we have you know, with, with our students. So yeah, that, that's absolutely amazing, and, and you know, thank you for for uh, articulating that so well there. Um, next question I want to ask, and, and marking and feedback is always a. It always seems like it, it, you know, whenever you mention it, it, it seems negative. It feels negative because of the workload that comes with it. And, you know, we know from speaking to teachers over the last 10, 15, 20 years that lots of teachers have left the profession because of the workload and the you know, the impact that, that marketing and feedback kind of has on them. Um, so, Anne-Marie, I'm going to come to you again here for this, but how has more changed your workload and the time that you spend on marketing? I think it is revolutionising. I am a zealot. I'm a, like a total evangelist for this and my department are. I think just a little kind of anecdote is that I I tend to try techie things. I've tried a million things over the past to try and make marking more direct and to almost replicate that feeling of talking to a child in the classroom because we, in a practical subject, we feel that the most immediate and effective form of marking is that verbal interaction where children act immediately on your feedback. We've never really been huge fans of the written feedback because we always found exactly what Jane says, that delay in response and the, the lack of personal touch and the immediacy of it. My Both my staff um, trialled it and it, it is not often you get uh, department staff rushing back to enthuse about their marking mm-hmm. and the amount of time it saved them. So we had smiles on the faces of my department saying, I got so much done last night or I got a whole set of key stage three books marked and it felt like it was more direct. It felt more efficient and it felt more relevant to the student. So in that respect, it's, it has revolutionized. And one of my staff members I spoke to this morning was just saying that she could leave four. She, she's very kind of diligent and she, she left four minutes of feedback for one student because the sketchbook work that needed that amount of feedback. But in the past, she'd never have been able to write that. That would have been, you know, two sides of A4. So um, for us, we are, yeah, we are the disciples of Moat in our art department. They rave about it. Staff are so positive. And that is something, like you said, the negative connotations of marking. Because of workload, not because you want you don't want to give the feedback. It's just because we know it's more clunky than the immediate reaction you have in a classroom with students. So, yeah, in that respect, it's been fabulous. Um you know, Definitely, and, and, 
Yeah, and, and and also like that again, again, it's again, it's not just the workload; it's the fact that it's the workload combined with a lot of that written feedback. You know that students actually don't engage with it, you know, and you and you yeah. spend all that time, and then you watch them look at it for three or four seconds and kind of shut their books, and and you know, it's a really kind of soul destroyer sometimes for that. So if they're engaging more in this process, and we're able to give more quality feedback, you know, higher, richer feedback, and they're engaging with it, then it, it's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, Jane, I want to come to you as well. Um, I mean, you're a scientist as well. How how yeah. has this kind of changed? your workload or, or your kind of department's kind of workload? Well, um, a few of our departments are doing the sort of the free version and I and another two who I'm in charge of are sort of been asked to trial it. And at first it was on top of all of the um, Google Classroom steep learning curve for me. And at first I thought, oh dear, you know, another thing is it for the sake of it but then I had to remember the core purpose of what Moat was offering and that is that it's to enable and facilitate good feedback and and I'm so glad I did I'm so glad that I um, had to look at this the pupils get attention the teachers are so positive about it the advice from us is valued and we can provide targets, which, as Anne-Marie said, would otherwise be written down and take ages and ages to do. So it was coming into this was that I did not want another gimmick. And uh, there have been many suggestions and apps and what have you in COVID times. And this more than fulfills the brief of being useful beyond any lockdown, any COVID related issues. Um, I used to find, because I've been teaching for over well, nearly 30 years now, I used to find marking overwhelming um, and quite diminishing because it was, I never felt it was quite good enough or effective enough. Taking even something as maybe trivial as taking away a heavy set of books home only to bring them back because I hadn't quite finished. It, it's all just evaporated it's amazing an exercise for 30 pupils now even with real good quality feedback and and reporting to a whole class is is so manageable in a very short space of time and if that isn't a good reason to give it a go I really don't know what is the fact you can target your advice it's meaningful, it's personalised, it shows that you care, and it's easier for us. Really, what is not to like is, is my opinion, yeah. honestly. Brilliant. Well, that, that that's great, and 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 it, it's you know interesting as well. That you've said that you know you've been teaching for kind of over thirty years and been searching for that kind of the, you know those things, and suddenly actually what you're saying now is that we found something right now because of the advances in technology that um, th- that really does it. And like you say, it's not just a gimmick and it's not just a an add on. It actually does what it says on the tin, you know, which which is Definitely. all the things. You know, that, that you just and you remember. said um, you'd noticed in the last fifteen to t- you know ten to fifteen years that it's become something which has become a burden so much so that people valued people are leaving the profession because mm-hmm. it's becoming a juggling act between delivering really good quality lessons and engaging with children and pastoral aspects of your role only to be doing the same again mm. and with feedback which is 
equally important, but gets sidelined more than it really maybe should. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we, you look at all the research and, and all the research tells you that feedback is one of the biggest game changers in our armory as teachers, if we can get it right. And yeah. by, by when I mean by getting it right, I mean all of the things in terms of making it effective, making sure it doesn't take over your life, making sure that students engage with it, making sure that it's actually improving the student and not just that piece of work. There's a whole host of research that we could kind of go into. But actually, what we're, what we're seeing is that via this tool, we are getting as close as we can to that. And it seems from everything you've all told me so far is that you're probably giving more feedback now and more quality feedback because it's easier and quicker to do. And you're finding that people are using it. So therefore you want to give more feedback, you know, because like, like, you know, like one of you said a few minutes ago, it's not that we didn't want to do feedback. It's, it's actually, you know, it's the time it takes and, and some of the engagement with it, but now we're getting that right. Then you know, we're giving it in, in, in spades. So yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Tom, I want to come to you now because um, Jane kind of mentioned something there about the free version of Mort. And I know that we've got, uh, we, we're currently trialing, I think there's 50 staff across the trust at the moment that are trialing the kind of one of the upgraded versions. Um, and there's lots, of, there's lots of other teachers that are using the free version. So I just want to, you know, for, for staff listening, really, we're kind of thinking, oh, hang on a second, what's the, what's the difference here? Um, for staff who have been using the free version then, what can you tell us what kind of some of the upgraded versions kind of offer um, in, in, in addition to the free version briefly? Yeah, absolutely. So there's four main differences that I would like to highlight from the free version to the upgraded version. I guess the first notable change is that the verbal feedback for the upgraded version is 90 seconds in duration rather than just the 30 seconds. Yes, I know we can, as we said before, like people are given four minutes worth, um, but we can obviously clump those together. But that could be quite a long period of time for um, the, the student to click through 30 seconds worth of clips. Instead of kind of giving that 90 seconds, I think we can give more in-depth and richer feedback to the students in one go, which I think could be advantageous. Uh, the second thing that it allows is on the unlimited version, it allows the, the transcription feature to be turned on. So just to explain what this is, yes, Moat gives that verbal instructions, which we've mentioned, but while you're speaking, Moat picks up your, your verbal um verbal stuff and it allows it to give a transcription of what you've been using or been saying which i think could be really beneficial for our mfl teachers and i'll explain why the the idea of you kind of speaking english and then it able to translate that into the, the foreign language that that student is is studying for example could be really really good because they're, they're listening to the English that the, their teacher is listening, uh, has, has recorded, but can also look at the transcription of it in Spanish or, or French or German, for example, which I think could be really beneficial. But something else that I considered is that we may have students that their English isn't potentially great, or even their English may be their, their second language. And having have it translated into their native tongue could be something that could be really a real game changer to closing the gap and making their their pathway into um, education in the UK much more easier for them and less daunting, I guess, really. One thing that I would say about the transcription is that um, I would only turn it on if it's right, because it can take a while for you to go through and potentially amend the transcription. Not always does the moat actually pick up every word correctly. So we talked about it being saving time, but if you turn a transcription on, it doesn't always save you time. So use it in the right format could be really beneficial 
but maybe not using it all the time is the is the word of caution there. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, furthermore, the unlimited platform allows you to save and retrieve moats from something called a moat book. This could be like a massive game changer in terms of giving the efficiency. So we talked about saving time. If you're giving similar feedback to students, um, then you can save that moat. And then what you need to do is to access it, instead of tapping once on the moat icon when you normally do to record, you press and do a long press on the moat icon and it brings up the moat book. And this allows you to bring in the feedback uh, from potentially other students' work. Obviously, we need to be careful because we can't use names on that because then it would it would be a bit confusing for the student. But it still is personal, although we may not be using names. Um, and the final quirky thing, and I guess it's not that relevant, but the unlimited version does allow students to respond using emoji reactions to your feedback. And I know some students actually quite like that. And I guess students nowadays use a, use a lot of emojis on social media on whatever platforms they use. And something that else that I would like to mention, John, if that's okay, is that, um, yes, we can use it on Google Docs, uh, Google Classroom, but something that's been added recently within the last month or so is that Moat can be used on Google Slides. It's really straightforward to use it on Google Slides. It's exactly the same process and principles as you use it on the other Google platforms. All you do is you can press and hold it to record a voice note, and that can then be placed on the Google Slide it can be enlarged. It can be. It can play for a student when they are flicking through a, a Google slide presentation, for example, and that can give the student instructions what to do on that slide, or perhaps some more information about the content on that particular slide, for example. Fantastic. Well, there's a, there's a whole kind of load of reasons there, I suppose, why, why that kind of upgraded option is really really good. And certainly, you know, people might be thinking now, listening. Well, hang on a second. How do I how do I kind of get you know get get onto this kind of the upgraded version? We're, we're currently looking as a trust at um, you know at a, at a at a kind of pricing option with Moat, and we're hopefully going to be able to kind of look at how we can how we can spread that out a little bit wider uh, over the next few weeks, so we can kind of get everybody you know in, involved in that. But certainly, if you are not on that at the moment, explore what the uh, you know what that kind of free option does and. Uh, and really kind of get to grips with it because as, as you've heard from everyone so far there are so many different ways to use it so that, that, that's great thanks tom right so many people may only be scratching the surface of, of what more can do really and i think this is something that you know you only know what you know sometimes um so what have been some of your your favorite uses of moat or some of the more advanced ways in which you've been using it so jane if i can come to you first um i think i'm most an advocate of the the basic functions that them uh they have been of, of huge benefit to me um, they've gone a long way when used in conjunction with the general SOPs that you have in school for feedback and assessment um, it's it's been so valuable just to be able to talk to them and and so while i'm sure that the advanced applications have been hugely beneficial i think it's really important to recognize that just being able to talk to children and to uh, convey your emotions, enthusiasm, et cetera, is, is the most valuable tool of all. Brilliant. Tom, let's come back to you then. Um, any, any ways that you found that you've, you've really liked using it or any more maybe innovative ways? Yes, yeah, so there's, there's a couple more. I think one of my favourite ones is that regardless of marking, whether, it was, whether it's kind of written down, we, we actually don't know if the students are actually reading it or looking at it. And what Moat actually provides you is an engagement platform. So this 
aids you with identifying students who have or maybe have not listened to or viewed your moats. And this is really simple to do. You just click on the moat icon in the top right hand corner on your extension and it just goes to my engagements. And this will give you a full list of all the moats that you've recorded and it will show who has and who has not listened. And this could be a way of just maybe giving those students a gentle reminder to, to listen to your feedback. Additionally, they also send you um, a daily email on the days that you've actually given moat feedback with the people who have engaged. And that also sends a link uh, directly to the, the platform of your engagement. So you can check that out there. And I think that's really powerful because we can, as I said before, we can actually make sure that the students who haven't listened, we can say, look, there's some really good feedback here. Please can I advise you to listen to it, um, which is really powerful. Um, a final feature that I want to mention is something called STEM mode. Um, now, this is particularly useful for maybe our physics teachers or maths teachers. This works in conjunction with the transcription feature that I, uh, I mentioned uh, previously. And what happens is that when the transcription is picking up your verbal, um, verbal cues, it picks up the formula or equation when you are speaking and interpretates it correctly on the transcription. But I would say that, as I forementioned, there is some drawbacks because it doesn't always pick up the correct equation, the correct formula. So it may be worth trialing if it's for you. Great. If it doesn't quite work, then maybe just using the verbal feedback is absolutely fine. But my main thing was that idea of enabling you to check engagement, which I think is brilliant, really. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, feedback's only as good as, uh, you know, what students do with it. You know, we all know that. So, uh, you know, the fact that if we can check that students have engaged with it when they've listened to it, when they've downloaded it, if students haven't listened to it yet and you need to give them another another kind of nudge, then, you know, that, that's a great tool in there that makes sure that what we're doing is actually reaching the intended audience. So that's brilliant. And finally then, uh, Anne-Marie, over to you. Have you got anything that you wanted to mention that you feel are, you know, kind of innovative ways or different ways that you found how to use this? I think, um, especially during the remote learning phase that we've been in recently, the ability to give whole class feedback. So using the bulk emailing function in your Google Classroom to email students, but with a one voice note. So basically you record the voice notes, uh, acknowledging their hard work, their effort, their fact that they have handed work in on time um, and being able to send that out in bulk to all those students that have worked hard and give them that praise the way you would do at the end of a lesson. Um, so that's been really, really nice. And then, you know, the, the flip side of that is you can also do a little jolly along email for those that might not have handed work in, but getting that personal touch without it being kind of nagging. It, it's more of a positive interaction, you know, an encouragement to hand in work as well. And then my other one is, um, obviously, every teacher during remote learning gets many queries during the day, either via the classroom or by email, etc. Um, and one thing I've taken to doing, rather than punching out a, a quite clunky email uh, back replying to certain queries or questions, is just to record them out and stick it in an email and, and send it to the student uh, so that I can have open up that idea of the, the conversational element so it's still that kind of personal touch rather than sometimes what can seem quite an abrupt email with queries and, and so that the student doesn't misconstrue the response, they can hear the tone of your voice. So emailing them personally, um, I think it reaches them a little bit more than the, the, the written word that they'll say in an email. That's absolutely brilliant. And I'm, a, I'm personally a stickler for productivity tools. And I think that's, that's brilliant. And, I, and I'm sure 
a lot of people kind of listening now are probably thinking, wow, I didn't know it did that. So can you just kind of, you know, short of this being an IT help desk, but can you give us a little walkthrough on, on how that works? I think that would be a, a really great takeaway for people to look at and think, well, well, how do I then, you know, I know, I know I record a more, but how do I get it into an email and how do I get it to be my email response? Well, it's so simple. It's frightening. So if you go on your top right hand corner and you've got your more extension, if you open up the Moat extension and you bring down the menu and it's got record uh, a Moat voice note, you record your voice note and it automatically will then tell you that it's copied it to the clipboard and it will show you that most recent voice note. There's a little copy icon at the right hand side of the voice note that you've just recorded. You literally click on that to copy it, open up your email and then right click and paste it in and there you go. You can send that off and it's a probably a more full response than the students are expecting. Um, but it also, it, again, it's all that nuance. It's just all about the kind of tone rather than a, a, a more kind of impersonal email response to them. Awesome. And I'm sure there's people listening now kind of with their jaws dropping, thinking this is going to change my life. You know, this is wow. Like this is something I can really kind of get on and, and get behind. So that's brilliant. And, uh, and and hopefully you know, if you are listening and you want to give that a go, you know, try it out, you know, try it out, even potentially emailing yourself or emailing someone in your family, you know, because sometimes we don't want to get these things wrong in front of 30 kids, but actually, you know, giving it a go, having a play around with it, making sure you're confident with it and then kind of, you know, getting ready to go in, in, in a few days time with your students. So yeah, definitely, definitely, um, you know, recommend giving that to go right we come to the, the final question now and, and and interestingly you've probably all answered this in slightly different ways throughout actually because you've all mentioned this um w- w- what i had written down here was once we're back to some form of normality which as we're recording this we know that we're probably two weeks away from um you know full school reopening um for, for three weeks before easter um Will Moat still play a big part in how you assess and feedback to students uh, or has it really just been something for, you know, for kind of lockdown and remote learning? So, um, Jane, if I can come to you for this one, uh, I know you've kind of mentioned it a little bit through, but is this something you're still going to kind of continue with uh, when we're back to uh, whatever normality looks like? Most definitely. I can honestly say it won't, it won't still be used. It will be used even more. I'm going to uh, continue to engage with students on the Google Classroom as well as in the classroom during the day. I've given this a lot of thought over the recent months because I've invested a lot, like most of us have, in learning this new skill of remote learning and in using the Google Classroom. And Moat just goes hand in hand with that for me. I'll be using it to set homework and therefore use Moat to provide feedback. I'll be using it in the form of email. I'll hope to try and learn to maybe insert it into a classroom stream. I'll use it in my generating of resources that I can use in or out of the Google Classroom with their Google Slides. I'll use it for exam practice and exam preparation. Um, It's been a steep learning curve, not just with Mode, but with Google Classroom. And I need to remember, as we all do, that So the core purpose of what we're doing with this is to engage more meaningfully with our students. Fantastic. Anne-Marie, I presume you're going to echo a lot of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think just as we were talking, I had another idea and I was thinking we often sit and go through sketchbooks, um, coursework, we're very coursework heavy in art. So we go through sketchbooks and we we sometimes do one-to-ones with the students like tutorials. And I'm just thinking I could record you know, page by page, the feedback in real time 
with the student, but they could then take that away and listen to it and have it stored, whereas often we do that kind of tutorial. And maybe there's an awful lot for a student to take in there and they don't necessarily retain all the details that you would like them to. But certainly with the, the paid function, um, the, the sort of 90 seconds, you know, if we did 90 seconds each time, it's so quick and easy as you're sitting at your computer station and if you're talking to a student, they can take that away. Um, and in the past, we've often thought, oh, let's get them to write that down. And it never works. They never capture it. So, it, you know, there's there's a million different things will come to mind as you're working that can improve the productivity. And But also just make it better for the students, you know. I think that's really nice. Eh? And, and what I really like about that is and the whole reason I wanted to record the series of these podcasts was to get people to reflect. And even within the even within the recording of this podcast, you, you've come up with something and thought, actually, there's another way I can use this. And, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about taking a step back from our, our kind of daily kind of lives on that treadmill of kind of teaching, looking at things, thinking at things, and then thinking, actually, how can I use this in a different way? And having the time to have that headspace to think, actually, I can use this in this way. So that, that, that's brilliant. Uh, finally, Tom, um, any, anything where you think that, you know, I, I presume you're going to kind of continue with this as well from a, from a scientist point of view and, and, and your use of Google Classroom remote? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I possibly don't have a huge amount to add from what uh, Anne-Marie and Jane have said, but um, I did like that idea from what Anne-Marie said. So I've taken something away from this podcast <laughs> already. Um, and I also like, uh, and I also thought the same as Jane really with regards to uh, exam practice and giving model answers could be really, um, really good using Moat that way. And that could be whether that's inserted onto a Google Doc or a Google Slide, but Given model model feedback, model answers could be certainly used with Moat, and it's that idea of that time efficiency and effectiveness, but at the same time providing hugely valuable feedback. Brilliant. Well, listen, I, I just want to say a huge thank you to you all. We've come to the kind of end of the end of the interviews, but I want to say a huge thank you uh, for two or three things really. Firstly, for you know, kind of giving up time and, and, and coming to kind of speak on the show. Um, secondly, for really kind of I suppose. Um, really you know trialing this and and you know you mentioned that kind of steep learning curve Jane and you've all talked about how you've tried things and you know it's all about trying things for the for the better of the students and to be able to give that feedback to the students and what I've really been in, uh, kind of impressed excited maybe a little bit surprised with as well is that when we talk about technology and a couple of you said it it normally sometimes talks about you know dehumanizing things but all the way through this podcast, we've talked about the personal element, the bespoke nature of it, uh, interactions, relationships, uh, and 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 that's not sometimes you know what you what you hear with technology. Um, so I think it's it's fantastic, and it, and it's really showing how that's bridging the gap there, uh, and that we're we're becoming even better because it is a relationships profession. You know, it is about working with people. So yeah, I just want to thank you all once again um, you know, for coming on, and and it's great that you've all kind of said that you've probably learned something as well with it within the last kind of you know forty minutes or so so big thank you again um you know to, to you all no thank you very much for having me john and um i hope colleagues have um taken away from something knowledgeable here thank you john if i knew there is then anybody can do this um and it's been really useful to hear some top tips and ones that can be easily implemented that's what mattered most to me yeah, thanks again. Nice to talk to colleagues across the trust and also it's really nice to talk about marking in a positive way. Thanks for listening to the ALT Learn podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode where we'll be speaking to more of our teachers and finding out how they're turning theory into practice. Until then, take care.